0: the Lord, praise the Lord, enjoy the easy listening here at Crossroads, amen, why don't you take your Bibles with me and go to Exodus, the 16th chapter, thank you, worship team today, amen, Exodus 16, we have been on this journey this year, I many can believe it's 2023 already? like it was 2003 just yesterday <laughs> but we are looking out as we start on a journey knowing God has something miraculous in store he's given us an extraterrestrial message from a from a source beyond the scene Just I have been studying this book for more than 30 years, and it still spellbounds me. As I look to the Word of God and I see all the things that are in there and how God so layers and layers and layers things one on top of the other, and then the Holy Spirit just speaks to you out of the book. You know, the Bible is the written expression of God. Jesus is the living expression of God. Amen. And the Word did not—you've uh, got to get to your, your, your framework of the Word of God beyond the, the, the tangible pages because the Word existed before the world ever began. In fact, there would be no world without the Word. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. The same as the beginning with God. So as we look at—we are leaving, we, we, we saw how that God, through Israel, give us the image— of the conquering of Satan by defeating Pharaoh and bringing the children of Israel, the covenant people of God, out of a, out of a horrific bondage. See, because God, he don't need your stuff. He, he's not Heaven's not broke. All that he did was for you. His expression on the cross was the love that he has for you. And the saddest day in history is yet to be lived. It'll be the day where we stand around the white throne judgment either as witnesses or guilty. Either as witnesses or those that will stand and look at the nail scars in his hand. We will see the pierce in his side and we will know beyond all knowledge that he did all of that for humanity. To bring us out of a life of bondage and see he shows his portraits over and over again and any deliver in the Word of God is has a it's a type of Christ they are a type of Christ and we see how the Lord broke the strong arm of the enemy off of Israel and through the blood of the lamb he set them free see God has dealt with Satan at the cross He has dealt with sin at the cross and now he invites us on a journey to discover that he's taking care of self as well so he brings us through a wilderness journey the inhospitable area of self in hopes that we will come to the place of wonderment where we have complete Fascinating attention and deep emotion uh, calls by seeing who he is and what he has done for us. So in our journey, God is teaching us, preparing us for what it is he has in store for us. And we take up the story in Exodus 16. Just one verse I want to read here. Then the, well, if you preface that, you look in, first three verses you'll see that the people of Israel were complaining anyone in here guiltless of never complaining I'm lucky doesn't always go well for us but God has a plan the funny thing is is they complained and the Lord's like I've already got a plan (laughs) so the Lord told Moses then the Lord said to Moses in verse 4 behold I will rain bread from heaven for you bread's coming from heaven and the people, supernatural it's not coming from earth, it's coming from heaven it's not going to be produced on earth, it's produced in heaven, this is an extraterrestrial event that's taking place this is a supernatural event that's taking place, we're bringing it out from the heavens down to the earth you're seeing that, and the people shall go out and gather a certain quota every day now notice this that I may test them, whether they will walk in my law or not. Mm. I'm testing them. So, how many know that wilderness was not the will of God? Wilderness was just part of the journey. Wilderness, they, they thought the Lord brought me out here to kill me in all this emotional turmoil that I'm under. This pressure that I'm under. The Lord has brought me out to to destroy no the Lord brought us out he says repeatedly so he could bring us in is anybody out amen <laughs> out of bondage out of bondage I know, I know the world steals a lot of things I've been tripping up over some of those things here of late so you just have to forgive me okay but how many know that God brings us out of sin out of the the, the tight-fisted control of the devil so that he can bring us in to the place of promise. And if you've ever been brought out of bondage and you're you're not to that place of blessing yet, just keep moving your feet. Just keep putting one foot in front of the other, and you're going to get there through the confidence that you have and the understanding of who Jesus Christ is in you. But he's testing them. He's not tempting them. He's testing them. See, the enemy will always come along with a temptation. But see, the Lord tests. He tests in order that he may promote. Anybody still in school right now? Anybody going to college right now? Anyone taking some uh, uh, degree-level studies? There's always a test at the end of the chapter, a test at the end of the course. What is that test for? It's to find out, did you retain the knowledge, and are you ready for advancement? The Lord is, I'm going to test them, but I'm going to test them on the very basic level. It's called hunger. I not know about you, but I, I stepped into Kevin's class, and they were talking about food. And they said, I said, that's my favorite subject outside of Jesus. I'm hungry right now. I woke up hungry. <laughs> so I won't keep you much past 2 o'clock. So as you're looking here, we see, that he's going to test them. He's preparing them for the promised land. And he's going to prepare them for what the Israelites called manna. Now, you've got to get up every day, and you've got to go out when the dew lifts. See, the dew comes down from heaven. When it lifts, there's going to be this stuff they called manna, which means, what is this? Manna means, what is It's like, what is this? Gather it up. Bring it in the house. Tent, work it, bake it, eat it. No leftovers. You get up the next day, God's testing you. You get up, you go out, you gather, you work it, you make it, and you eat it. What is He testing you for? Seeing if you're going to be ready to step into the land of promise. Now, in this land of promise, there's going to be giants. he's testing whether or not you will obey him so you can go defeat the giants. By gathering, by working, by by baking, and by eating the bread. You're going to go and drive out nations that are bigger and stronger than you. By getting up every morning. After the dew lifts, and you gather in, what is this, and you bring it to the house, and you work it, and you 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 bake it and you eat it. And you're gonna you're gonna go out and you're going to tear down the strongholds of those nations, those kingdoms. Just testing. They bring the what is it in there, and it's you know it's just like it's like flour. It's the Bible says it's like coriander seed that tastes like honey and it it is sweet to the taste. And I don't know if they baked it every day or maybe they made some you know maybe they made some um, English muffins. I don't know. Maybe they had some grasshoppers to it. I don't know what the variety might have been. Uh, um, they made some you know boiled it, made some bagels. I, I don't know. They had a manna bagel that day because they got, you know, mama, can we have something different besides the baked bread? Yeah, we'll, we'll do bagels today. So all of this is in preparation. The Lord said, I'm going to see if they're going to obey. I'm going to see what they're going to obey. So they call it manna. What is it? What is this stuff? And mystery. Mystery what is it? I don't know. And see, that mystery was taken care of in John 6. Now I want you to go with me to John 6. The manna remained a mystery until we reached John 6. Now in John 6, what we have here is you back up to the early part of that chapter and you had the feeding of the 5,000. And then after the feeding of the 5,000, the, the day gets, is, is late, and the Lord Jesus tells his disciples, get in the boat and go to the other side of the sea. And that's where we find where Jesus came walking upon the water. He didn't wait on the boat. He didn't need a boat. He decided he'd just walk on over there. The next morning, the, 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 the crowd look around and like, where's Jesus? I don't know. He's not here anymore. Let's go find him. So they made their crossing as well. Maybe some of them went around the the shoreline, some, maybe some of them got in the boat, but they sought after Jesus. And when they did, they came to him, and Jesus tells them that, look, you didn't seek me because of the bread. You you didn't seek me because of the signs. You sought me because you ate and your belly was full. And then he begins to explain to them as they, they were trying to tell him that, look, in the wilderness, God Moses gave us some bread called manna, and the Lord Jesus said, no, Moses didn't give this to you. John 6 and 48, I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the man in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread of life which comes down from heaven, that the one may eat of it and not die. Verse 21. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats this bread, he will live forever. The bread that I shall give him is my flesh, which I, I shall give for the life of the whole world. Wow. There is a spiritual significance in the manna that came down in the wilderness, Jesus is showing us, and Jesus himself. You want to know what what is it is that came down from heaven that sustains life, that without which there is no life, there's no life outside of him. If you don't have Jesus, you don't have life. If you go without Jesus, you're dead. If you go without Jesus, you'll never make it. If you go without Jesus, you'll never be successful. You'll never accomplish what it is God wants you to accomplish. You will not make it in without him. There is no other way. There is no other God. There is no other sacrifice acceptable to receive eternal life. There is only fake players that they're trying to convince you in the culture around you that there's multiple ways into the eternal bliss that they talk about i say to you there is not there is only one way and his name is jesus and there is no other way so we got to get this down so jesus said i am the bread that came down from you've got to eat my flesh and he goes on to say and drink my blood was the Lord Jesus introducing cannibalism now some of them thought he did they're like we don't drink blood we're out of here honestly that's you read the rest of the chapter and you'll find out that they they literally thought jesus was talking uh, 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 introducing cannibalism and they like we can't hang with this because this is not what we've been taught we're out of this place but see jesus said my bread my body is meat indeed and my What is he trying to say to us in the imagery that we find even in the wilderness? What he's trying to say is that it's only through the complete sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ that allows us any measure of eternal life. And see, the Lord is saying... I want to take my church into deeper depths and higher heights. But they haven't learned the lesson because they won't even get up and take part in what I have given them already. And until they get to the place where they start accepting the fullness of the sacrifice of Christ, uh, they're not quite going to be ready to conquer the nations uh, and destroy kingdoms uh, and tear down strongholds. Uh, Many times those want to jump right over into the stronghold tearing down, uh, and they haven't even tore down self. my microphone still on? Are you all with me? Get up every day and go partake of the completed work of Christ. And then tomorrow, don't live on leftovers. We don't have time for leftovers. Those leftovers will breed worms, and it will stink. In other words, Jesus is saying, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. There are people that I graduated, I tried to figure out how long it was since I've been in high school. I think it's close to 35 years. 35 years ago. And on Facebook, I've got friends, I have no idea who they even are. (laughs) Friends. (laughs) Some of them I went to school with, and I can't remember them for Adam. I mean, I, I was in class with them. I was in homeroom and home and every other unchallenging elective I could find. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I went to school with him, but to meet him on the street, I wouldn't know him. It would change, and I hadn't spent any time with him. How is it? of salvation and we accept christ and we get up and 35 years later we 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 walk up to the lord and say hey i'm ready i'm ready to come on in it's like i don't know you (laughs) you're not familiar to me we have spent no time together. You didn't, you, didn't, you, you didn't walk with me hand in hand. I didn't bring you to a place just to get you in the gate at the last moment. I, I brought you into the kingdom so that I can walk with you, so that I can talk with you, so that I can have a relationship with you, so that we can do life together. Give me this day, my daily bread, preparation for what it is God has in store. See, I believe it is as quick, can be as expedient as you are hungry. You can go out and gather a rate every day. And what I love about it, you could eat as much as you wanted. They, they recommended an omer per person. That's about four pounds of flour. Of flour, you can make a lot of stuff with flour. Flour is an amazing thing, amen. And I, I'm just, I'm just. This is my message. So I'm gonna preach it like I want to. I believe maybe that the the sweetness and the texture and the creativity that would come from the manna, it would just be spellbinding, amen. I, I think maybe you could. You, they come up with a lot of different ideas of how to take that manna and make it into something. You can, do, you can make bread. You can make cinnamon rolls. You can. Ma- <sighs> 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 You can make you some buttermilk biscuit. Come on, you can put gravy on those biscuits. <laughs> you make you some tortillas. Oh, is anybody as hungry as me? I doubt it. Okay, Mexican tortillas. So as we look here, we see there's a. I got the side. Tra- I got sidetracked. So what we have is here the message that. Christ is trying to share the mystery that's being revealed in the place of transformation comes when you understand that your salvation is not behavior modification. See, when we live with behavior modification as a means of salvation, we're striving for morality we'll never reach. And we're always looking for the reward. I did this, God, so now you got to do that. So our faith now is all in our expectation and not in our relationship with God. So when we get to the place where we understand it's not about behavior modification, it's not to give to get, it is a relationship where we walk and now in that relationship there is transformation that begins to take place. That we are walking and talking, and my relationship with the Lord and what He wants us to see is this take in all that I have in store for you. Take in the completed work that my body was innocent and it was also perfect, and I lived the life that you can't live. Take all of that in, take it in, and understand that the life did not come from Moses bread that came down it did not come as a result of self-effort it wasn't another means of salvation no it came down from the father of lights in whom there is no variation nor shadow of turning every good gift comes down from him and now we take in the completed work of christ and so when we stand before him one day it will not be because of my righteousness that i'm standing there it will not be because of my good behavior that i'm standing there it'll be because i have stepped in to relationship of grace i've accepted fully and wholly what he has done as more than more than enough for my salvation i've taken in his blood and his now his blood flows through my veins i've had a blood transfusion and i'm not who i was get up every day. Israelite, get out of your tent. Go gather. Go work. Go bake. and Eat it. Do this for six days. Six days we gather. Seventh day we rest. Six days we gather. Seventh day we rest. Six days we gather. Seventh day we rest. Six days we're going to gather. Seventh day we're going to rest. Six days. Seventh, now you're going to rest. You thought they'd get it, wouldn't you? <laughs> y- you thought we would get it, wouldn't you? But the Lord said no leftovers. So they, they would gather up, but some of them went ahead and le- had some left. We got to store up in case something happens. Let me tell you, folks, something is happening. Amen. <laughs> but that's all right. God's got something for tomorrow and the next day and the next day. So they disobeyed in that. I'm not going to live on yesterday's experience. I want a fresh up to date. I thank God for the faith invoking stories that I've heard about the spirit of God being poured out. I thank God for the times where the spirit poured out in ministry. But I don't want to live on on that yesterday experience. I just want that to catapult me into tomorrow and today to see what God's going to do. But they gathered for six days. But on the last day. On the on the sixth day, I should say, you were to gather in twice as much. They ate bread every day, but on the last day they gathered twice as much, uh, and they went ahead and made enough for that day of rest. You gather six days, you rest on the seventh. I don't know if you've realized this, but God is a God of patterns. He created the heavens and the earth in six days, and He did what? so wore out oh man speaking all these words to make all this stuff happen just he didn't rest because he was tired he rest because it was finished he didn't rest because he was tired he rest because it was finished so you gather each day you're taking in the completed work of jesus christ i jesus said i am the bread of life i am the bread of life now, you get to the place where you gather twice as much. For six days, they gather, but on the sixth day, they gather twice as much because they're going to eat bread every single day. Now, I know that other people have different time frames of earth creation, but according to the Word of God, humanity is 6,000 years old. One day is 1,000 years, and 1,000 years is 1 day. So in the prophetic timeline what we see is the earth right now is 6,000 years old which is 6 days old. There's only one day left. Millennial reign of Christ. It's a time of rest. I don't know does God as he work in patterns. Yeah, he works in patterns because there remains a rest for the people of God. So I want you when you go out I want you to gather enough nourishment for today tomorrow, the next day, the next day to the sixth day, you gather twice as much in fact the feast and the harvest season I just want to implement this uh, and emphasize this more and more, you're going to harvest the land for six years uh, but then there's going to be a seventh year rest Uh, but in that sixth year I'm not just going to give you twice harvest, uh, I'm going to give you three times harvest uh, because you need the harvest of where you're at, the harvest of the day of rest uh, and the harvest for the eighth year look it up it's there i don't know if you're picking up on this what i'm throwing down but understand this we are the church of the last day and there's a harvest that is going to be harvested beyond the imagination of any human living today it's going to be three times what our fathers and our forefathers saw if we go by the pattern of god's word What have I been looking for from the day I walked into the kingdom of God? It has been transformational harvest that I've been longing for that only comes by the power of the Spirit of God. But this is another lesson that we learn. What have we learned? We're, we're, We're six days, we rest on the seventh. Six days, we rest on the seventh. Joshua tells us this. Joshua 5 and 12 said, Then the manna ceased on the day after they had eaten the produce of the land. And the children of Israel no longer had manna, but they ate the food of the land of Canaan that year. Holy Spirit, help me. They've been doing this for 40 years. them to a place where they fully understand that when you accept the completed work of Christ what does it lead you to it leads you to rest they crossed over the Jordan the manna ceased because God wanted them to now run the play run the play what's the play It's rest. How are you going to conquer the giants? In rest. How are you going to conquer the cities? In rest. How are you going to tear down the strongholds? In rest. You're going to rest in your ability? No. In what has already been accomplished through the blood sacrifice of Jesus Christ. You think, surely they would get it. Now, I asked Kevin Evans if I could share his story. And I will not do it justice. Kevin is a brilliant, masterful storyteller. I don't even know if he realizes how masterful his storytelling is. So, class, next Sunday, I'm sure he would share this with you. But he tells of a time where he had on his bucket list uh, that he was going to jump out of an airplane with a parachute. He was going to skydive. Love this story. So he goes out in the days, I guess, where they just had little trailer houses. And this guy named, I don't know, we'll name him something. Let's name him Bubba. Bubba comes out and here Kevin if if I'm messing this up you please correct me later I probably should have had you come up here and tell the story he just graduated Kevin just graduated college and he's got on this bucket list I'm gonna jump I'm gonna skydive so he shows up and this Bubba comes out it's gonna teach him how to skydive and so what he teaches him they come out put the parachute on he said this is what I want you to do I want you to jump I want you to pull the cord okay get back on your boxes okay I want you to jump pull the cord if I'm telling this remotely right wave at me he said he did this over and over and over and over whenever you jump I want you to jump and I want you to pull the cord so Kevin asked Bubba maybe kind of mumbling under his, vo- his voice is like, I'm an educated person, why in the world do I have to keep going that over and over and over again? Bubba got up in his face and he said, because you'll forget. <laughs> so they take him up to the height where they're gonna release them from the plane. Kevin said, I jumped out of that plane and my mind went Blank. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't even know what I was supposed to be doing. I, I could not even fear so grip me. I could not grasp a rational thought other than, I am falling. I said, Kevin, what did you do? He said, I finally got to the place. Bubba's voice came clear in my ear. And then I said, so I reached over pull the cord <laughs> you get up every day and you go and gather pull the cord you get up every day and you go spend time with Jesus pull the cord you get up every day and you get excited because man that was good yesterday it's gonna be better today and you just and you pull the cord and then you step into the challenge where the giant walks into your Tells you you're not passing this way anymore. If this land belongs to me, and you're going to end up in the same place your mama ended up and your daddy ended up, you're going to end up in the place where the words spoken over you st- declares to you that you'll never mount to anything, that your failures are your new identity, and that you will not succeed in anything you do. And what do you do at that moment? because you've jumped off into the deep end you just pull the cord you let the wind of the holy spirit catch you and begin to carry you where he wants you to go and you start declaring to that giant that voice of failure that is not true Because I don't live in my own merit. I didn't get myself here, and I'm not going to carry myself forward. I'm going to do this because of the completed work in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because I've been taking him in, and I've been drinking him up. And I've been taking him in, and I've been drinking him up. And I know that I know that my life is in Christ and what he has done. Amen. Amen. So what do you do when you get in the game and the conflict is going on? Practice is fun, you get do-overs. Andrew and I will probably never be able to legitimately compete in, the, in professional golf. <laughs> we love to play golf, but we have our own set of rules. In the own set of rules, the, the PGA will not go for it. If you can hit that ball and go get it and bring it back, that stroke didn't count. You always get two drives off the first hole unless uh, those two are no good. Then you just keep driving until you get got a good drive. If you lose a ball in the water, that's punishment enough. You don't count that stroke. <laughs> those balls are expensive. If you putt and you meant for it to go in, most of the time that's close enough. <clears throat> I will tell you, she beats me most days. those rules that's why when I join tournaments I get people like Mickey and Danny and Randall and different ones and I I just jump on their back and they carry me all the way <laughs> I love playing scrambles because if I could just make one putt in 18 then I feel like I've done something I think I'm more than a conqueror people are saying mental note do not ask pastor to be on your team when it comes to playing golf where was I going with this? I don't know. But see, when I played football professionally for the Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> back when we won the Super Bowl, <sighs> that was the peewee football, anyway. We would practice all week. Practice, 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 practice. You had do-overs it was okay, because you're practicing. You're just practicing. But come game day, coach tell you to go out there, you got to run the play. And if you are run the play and do your job, and the guy beside you does his job, and the guy beside them does their job, you're going to make some yardage, and you're going to keep. But see, it doesn't count in practice. It counts at game time. So what do you do when you find yourself in the conflict? Run the play. What do you do? You run the play, pull the cord. The devil says he hates you. Huh? I hate you first. <laughs> devil says you're no good. I'll always be better than you. <laughs> devil says uh, your past will always keep you bound. God's got my future in store. And the Lord want us to go out and gather, rate right every day, so we can come to the realization of the completed work of Christ? Time will not permit right now, but you'll see that when the Lord commissioned His disciples. In fact, at the Last Supper he did something he brought them in and said I'm I'm instituting a a new covenant in fact it's the covenant we call it new we ought to call it old and call the old new because we got to go back to Abraham to understand what God's after not Moses (laughs) that what we have we have by faith and that faith what allows the righteousness to be imparted to us and imputed over us. But he said, I'm going to bring a new covenant with a new understanding. And he took the bread and he blessed it and he broke it and he gave it to the disciples. You'll find that in the Gospels, but I like how Luke 9 tells us. 16 then he I'm sorry Matthew 26 says Jesus took bread blessed broke it gave it to the disciples and said take eat this is my body but he did the exact same thing when they fed the 5,000 what do you have bring it to me he blessed it he broke it and he gave it back to them and they went and fed the multitude Do you think we're supposed to draw a correlation there? I believe we are. I believe those passages are linked. Uh, Jesus there is instituting a new covenant, a new mindset, a new understanding uh, is that the completed work of Christ, see in in the bread he's saying this is my body broken for you, do this in remembrance of me. Do this knowing that it was my sacrifice that brings eternal life and that is the bread of life. That I have come down from the Father to you. Drink the blood, the juice, the drink, not literally his blood, but the totality of his sacrifice was being brought into your understanding. And in so doing, see, at the supper, we receive this message. When the multitude is out there, we're delivering this message it, he broke it, he gave it back to them. The completed work of Christ. See, it's not just about you. It's about the generations you're supposed to reach by allowing heaven to have access in you. We're always talking about our access to heaven, but see, heaven wants access in this earth through you. I want you to take haven't received one of these and you want one, just lift your hands. Just lift your hands right now. Just keep your hands up and we'll we'll wait on you. We'll wait on you. Ushers are making their way down right now.